The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Feng Shui with Christina Hollinger. I am so glad you are here. And if you are listening to to this episode live, then this is a really big week. Um, This week, Mars is no longer retrograde and Mercury is no longer retrograde as of 118. So that's a big deal. And we're also approaching the lunar New Year's Eve, which is on January 21st, 2023 this year. Every year, the lunar new year correlates with a new moon. And this year, the date happens to be on a Saturday for the New Year's Eve. And then Sunday, the 22nd is New Year's Day. And so this is a really big deal because like I said, every year the date changes. And this is truly the most auspicious day of the entire year to plant the seeds of intention and set yourself up for the most prosperous, most abundant and fulfilling year ahead. I personally love how the Lunar New Year is a couple weeks, sometimes a few weeks after January 1st, because it gives us a chance to really adjust to the new year as of January 1st, and we get a chance to reset those resolutions. So it's a really, really exciting time. And I just want to let you know that this is ultimately one of the final opportunities to join me for Welcome the Wealth. My course, Welcome the Wealth, gives you the ritual to be performed on January 21st, New Year's Eve, or it can be done the 22nd. So I go through all those details in the course, but you know, if you want to do this, jump on it. I hope you're listening to this live and you have the opportunity. I'll put the link in the show notes. Ultimately, it has been transformational for me for the past eight years because I've been doing this for eight years, but also for my clients, for those who have been on a 12 month manifesting journey with me, I have Candace who did the ritual welcome the wealth last year and her husband's business thrived beyond their wildest dreams. He's a freelance construction worker. And she said he had the best year ever. Also one of my clients in my 12 month manifesting journey program. Her name is Julie. She flipped a home and sold it for three times more than what they bought it. And she said that again was beyond what she thought was possible. I got a DM from another one of my group members in the 12 month manifesting journey. Her name is Bobby. And she just basically said, Christina, 2022 was an amazing year the welcome, the wealth ritual worked. I'm doing it again. So I'm really excited to hear from Candace and Bobby and Julie and so many others who have 
reached out to oh, Estelle. I'm going to give her a shout out too. I Estelle is another one of my group members. She's been on a 12 month manifesting journey with me. She actually did the welcome the wealth ceremony and got two bonuses in one year, which is she said unheard of in her industry. And she has a side hustle in which she won a trip to Cancun, Mexico. And she said that it just was like such a surprise to her. She was so thrilled. This is her side hustle. So for that to be thriving as well was just so, so amazing. And just remember that feng shui in general is a method to help you go with the flow so that you can attract abundance and opportunities without actually working harder. It's about aligning with the energy so that you can attract and become a magnet for what you desire. And this sometimes sounds woo woo. And it sometimes seems like a little bit out there. Like, how do I do this? It's simple. You follow the feng shui rituals that I give you. And then you trust the universe to fill in the details. I tell my one-on-one clients this all the time. I tell my group members this all the time. Your job is to do the feng shui adjustment and then trust that your intentions have been heard and it's all going to work out. My clients didn't sell their property for three times more than it was worth because they had to work extra hard and try extra hard to force the outcome. This was a side effect of aligning with the energy. Okay. So yeah, check out the show notes for welcome the wealth. If you're listening to this before the lunar new year, I hope you are. Otherwise we are about to get back to part two with Heather Radke, who was my guest last week. And we're finishing up our conversation this week and she's pulling an angel card for the collective. And it was funny because part one came out of her interview and I was sharing with her that I couldn't wait for part two because I have to revisit it. I forgot which angel card she picked. I don't even remember the collective message. So I'm super excited. I truly believe that um, this is a message that we all need. And you know that the intention of this podcast is to help you to expand your manifesting toolbox. My intention for you is to always leave this podcast feeling more inspired and more empowered than you were before you press play. So I really hope that you leave this episode feeling super inspired. I hope you love Heather as much as I do. I've worked with her. She has introduced me to flower essences and their gentle healing properties. She has also just awed me because she used to be a professional NFL cheerleader. She was married to a professional baseball player. She is such a unique butterfly in my opinion, because she just has these past, not past life experiences, these experiences in her life that have really just like been so impressive in my opinion. And now she is really, really making a huge, powerful impact showing people how they can heal. And I just think it's just really a beautiful evolution of Heather. She's a very beautiful, gentle soul. And she's also strong. She's a strong woman who I really, really look up to. And I hope that you feel empowered after listening to part two of our interview.
before we do that, let's talk a little bit of feng shui. Today's message is really simple. I'm actually doing the Gabby Bernstein manifesting challenge. If you're not familiar, Gabby Bernstein is one of, you know, Oprah's new thought leaders. She is, she coined the term spirit junkie, and she's been one of my spiritual teachers for about four years now. So I've taken Gabby Bernstein's manifesting challenge every new year to help me reset and align with the new energy and set my intentions for the new year. And this week, she's really reminding us of the power of how our energy is what makes us a a magnet for what we desire. So one thing I learned as a certified spirit junkie is that the quickest way out of something is to appreciate where you are. So I know that sounds a little counterintuitive, but let me give you some examples and I'll tie it to feng shui for you. Today's theme is the quickest way out of something is to appreciate where you are right now. So for example, we really wanted to move houses. In 2017, we were expecting our second baby. We were outgrowing our home. And to be honest, we just weren't in the neighborhood or school district that we felt is where we, where we. And we did not feel like this neighborhood and school district was where we wanted to put down roots and start our family. But it also felt really depleting because it was like we were looking on Zillow and looking online at all the different houses in the neighborhoods where we wanted to move. And it was scary because we were going to have to spend a lot more money on a house based on where we wanted to live. And getting in that energy of feeling lack and feeling like, oh, this is such a big dream and it seems so impossible. That's not exactly the manifesting energy that the universe responds to. The universe responds to gratitude, appreciation, trust, faith, confidence, and, you know, confidence that you are being spiritually guided. But of course, that's all easier said than done, right? So how do you raise your vibration when you're feeling like where you are is so far away from where you desire to be? This is where I think feng shui comes in. So Gabby Bernstein teaches you to appreciate where you are, appreciate your home. Look at all that you have in your home already and how it's providing for you. And that energy is what will help you attract your next home. Well, with my method, I take it a step further and I say, apply feng shui to your home. This is a form of appreciation. So go into different areas or rooms of your home. Look around. How does it look? How does it feel? And adjust accordingly. Start by decluttering the space. Let go of items or objects that don't feel good to you anymore, that do not bring you joy. Maybe get a picture, a painting, or something that really lights you up. It could even be a new throw blanket for that room, a candle, light that candle with intention, put that throw blanket or piece of artwork in that space with your intention and appreciate each room one at a time 
And this is going to help you to align with your desires. In fact, I feng shuied our whole house and our home sold in under a week. We had multiple offers for over asking price. This is absolutely the power of feng shui and it helped us to get to where we are today. We actually ended up buying a home that was twice as much as our previous home. And the way that the whole is a whole other episode, to be honest, but the way that the whole process unfolded was ultimately magical and so far beyond our control. It was like miraculous, right? And that's how feng shui works. Things start to unfold in a way that you could never design yourself. Another example of this is a new job, right? So if you want to leave your job now, the energy of, I hate this job. This isn't serving me anymore. I don't like who I'm working with. I'm not making enough money. What's happening? This, you know, that energy isn't going to actually help you to attract your next dream job. An example of this is I was in a job in a role where I was feeling extremely stressed out. And what Gabby would say is show up, be friendly and appreciate everything. The money that's coming in from your current job, the connections you're making with the people in your current job. And then I take it a step further and I say, apply feng shui to where you're working. So you can literally, this is actually what I did. I had an office and what I ended up doing is I ended up getting just some new artwork that was like inspirational quotes because I'm a quotes girl. I got some new artwork for my office and I hung it so that when, from where I was seated, my eyes were looking up at the artwork. This actually raises the vibration of your space. Whenever you hang artwork up and you, whenever the energy goes where your eyes flow, actually. So you raise the vibration of the space. Then I took it a step further. And on the back of the artwork, I actually wrote nine affirmations or intentions for my career. I wrote things like, I make great money doing what I love. I am fulfilling my life purpose every single day. I'm exactly where I need to be. And I know I'm being taken care of. My job brings great money and opportunities with such ease. I just wrote whatever felt good to me in that moment. And no one could see the words, but words carry energy. Words carry a vibration. Are you looking for a new and empowering lens through which to view your life and your health? Then register now for Get Healthy with Sound, a weekend workshop with Eileen McCusick, an innovator in the fields of therapeutic sound, electric health, and the human biofield. May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York. Learn easy and accessible techniques to reduce stress, improve focus, and increase energy. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. So I hung up a few pieces of new artwork in my office. The energy was raised. My intentions were in that space. The next school year, I had a new position, a job that I absolutely loved. And so 
I am right here with you. I am not telling you what to do because, oh, I've been there, done that. I'm right there with you. It is natural for us to desire and want to expand. That is part of being human. When you stop growing and expanding, you're dead. That's what Wayne Dyer would say. As long as you are a living, breathing human being on this planet earth, you are always going to have something to aspire to, whether it's remodeling your kitchen and bathroom, whether it's getting a new job, traveling somewhere, a new destination. I mean, there will always be something. We will always continue to expand and evolve. And that can also feel exhausting. When you look at where you currently are and you see where you want to be, and when you look at the gap between, sometimes it feels so impossible to get to where you want to go. But remember that your dreams were given uniquely to you because you were meant to fulfill them. And I just hope that today's episode, this 15 minutes of feng shui reminds you to appreciate where you are right now. Trust that you're exactly where you need to be. Appreciate this moment where you are. Apply a little feng shui to your life. Get my feng shui free manifesting with feng shui 101 guide. If you haven't gotten that already, go to my site, christinahollinger.com. Start to feng shui your home. Start to feng shui your office. Join me for welcome the wealth. Join me for setup for success. That's all about how to feng shui your workspace. If you really want a new job, take that course, whatever it is. And just trust you're being guided by, you know, helpful people and earth angels. It's all going to work out. Okay. So just remember the fastest way to get to where you want to be is to appreciate where you are. All right. Now we're going to go ahead and finish up our interview with Heather Radke Holistics. Enjoy. What are some of the healing modalities that you've done most recently that you just feel super connected with? And like, I'm also kind of curious, like, has your, has your healing journey? I mean, I love how you called your divorce a liberation, Mm -hmm. but like there is pain in that. And then there's also like this liberation, this freedom and this joy as well. I'm sure it's like that duality we're human. Um, I would just love to hear about like, what are some healing methods that have been maybe gentle for you? Have you gone through any, uh, you know, traumatic or challenging healing as well that has Mm. been painful? Like, I'd love to hear just your thoughts on the whole thing, because I, I'm always kind of afraid of like inner child healing work and stuff. Cause I'm like, I don't want to like feel pain. Um, but I have done some inner child healing work with you where I, it wasn't painful. It wasn't, I was so surprised. So that's a really loaded question, but I just kind of wanted to let you feel (laughs) free to go wherever you wanted with it. Like what modalities do you love? What are more gentle? What's, you know, what are some maybe possible painful ones? Yeah. I make, I was making mental notes like check, check, check. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, um, divorce is painful, you know, and, and it's a gift. And I think for me, it's just how am I framing things? How am I making self-care a priority? What, why did I attract him into my life? I mean, we were babies when we got married 28 years ago. And what was there, you know, was there a wound, an inner childhood wound or something that attracted this person into my life? And so it's caused me to just really take a bigger, um, have a bigger 
widen the lens a little bit to, you know, why did, what did I learn from this marriage and what are the gifts and what, there's a lot of beautiful things, you know, and it's just, sometimes things just don't work out. And so for me, self-care has been huge and also just holding up a mirror to myself. Where am I accountable? Where am I responsible? Where did I not lean in? Where, where was I unconscious, you know? And, and as I became more and more conscious, there was just like this, this, immeasurable wedge that came between us as I grew. Sometimes I felt like I was a couple exits ahead of him on the interstate in terms of my self-care and things like that. And dealing with guilt and shame about, well, I'm growing and is he growing? And just all of those things that we sort of become our own inner critic when things aren't perfect or, or just so beautiful in a relationship. And also learning to honoring, to honor myself and like, what is it that I want and what isn't working and what is working? The things that I've worked, I have a, a beautiful community of amazing friends. Most of them are in the, the healing um, world in some perspective. Um, for me, just meditating daily, getting quiet, allowing myself to feel and not bypass. That's been huge for me. So if I'm angry, I move. If I'm sad, I move. If I'm happy, I move. So for me, just having movement in my life um, has been huge. I have a, a little bit of like a movement practice that I do every day. I just move to three songs every day, like in a non-linear way where I just play the music and feel. And that's been really healing to my nervous system, you mm. know, so that breath work. Um, but I think the biggest thing is just surrounding myself with people who support me and get me and love me mm. and eliminating all of those who don't support me and get me and love me. I really had this visual when you said that you felt that you were a couple exits ahead of your, your husband, um, I, when you were kind of getting closer to consciousness is how mm -hmm. you put it. And I'm curious to know, you, you talked a lot about self-care and then you were very specific about talking about how you have a movement practice and meditation. What was that pivotal moment in your life where you you started to get closer to consciousness? What was that first initial thing that you started to do that started started this awakening within you? I've always been spiritual. I've always been connected. Like I remember being a little girl and feeling energy and you know whether it was people in my life, whether it was family that didn't believe in it, that told me it was weird or, you know, that you're not supposed to see that, or you're not supposed to. So I, I closed off my gifts pretty early, probably by eight or nine. Um, and then didn't wake them back up until I was in my thirties. Like I just kind of, everything went in a box and, uh, anytime I felt something or felt energy or saw color around somebody or felt an ancestor for someone come in, I would always be like, Oh, bye zip you know? Mm. And then it just, as I started having some health crisis in my life and starting to look at like, is this everything? And, you know, my gifts started waking back up because I started looking at a bigger, like, okay, like, what is this about? And why do I feel someone's grandmother with them or, and just allowing it without fear of being judged and just stepping into my truth and just welcoming my gifts back in and reconnecting those parts of myself. Yeah. So that was about 2010. Yeah. That's so interesting because as you're talking, I, 
didn't realize I was sensing energy when I was a child. I didn't understand it. I didn't understand what that meant. I never really saw anything, but I felt it. And I obviously, you know, I still do feel it. And so when I discovered feng shui, it was like, oh my gosh, I am so sensitive to my environment. I didn't even realize it. Mm. And so now that I'm tuned into that, it it is a gift, but I think a lot of people listening, like a lot of people are starting to understand what it means to be an empath, to be able to pick up on the energy around you, to be able to pick up on the energy of those that you're interacting with. But then the real empowerment comes when you learn how to protect your energy field too, so that you could be in your own energy and then use your gifts. Because if you don't, if you're an unaware empath, that could be very painful and challenging and depleting. And like you said, you, you don't have to get specific, but you said you were having health challenges. Sometimes that like, when we're unaware of the energies around us that we're absorbing, it does manifest into health issues and challenges. Yeah. And that's all, that's all that happened. Definitely. That's all been a gift for me, which kind of led me into Louise Hay's work. So Mm -hmm. I, gosh, by the, by the time I stepped into my spirituality, I had had my gallbladder removed, my appendix removed, my thyroid removed, a celiac diagnosis, an endometriosis diagnosis, um, all of these health issues that I finally started going. It's great to know and understand that you're an empath. Like, oh, I feel the energy in a room. It's even greater to look at your body and go, why is my body talking to me? What's going on? And how do I being an empath for yourself. How do I feel in my body? Where do I feel like somebody says something hurtful to you? It's like, where do I feel this in my body? Oh, I feel like I was punched in the gut. Mm -hmm. So for me, like starting to understand, um, I'm a trained naturopath. And, and when I started, when I was in, you know, school and, and learning this, I started going, oh, and then starting to tap into Louise Hayes work and going, oh, my thyroid stopped working. Cause I never had a voice growing up you know, or my gallbladder went because I have a lot of unresolved bitterness, anger, and resentment. And so Louise Hay and Wayne Dyer are two, they're like a power team for me. And so they both, I hear them audibly, but it's like, Louise Hay's like, you need to take this work and you need to continue understanding the emotional and body components and helping people understand that we don't, you know, cause I work a lot with people with cancer diagnosis, you know, and you know, when you start talking about emotions and these diagnoses, people are like, oh, I caused my cancer. It's like, no, you know, it's good to have a, a little bit of a different perspective of, you know, your thyroid is all about your throat chakra, using your voice or where did you not speak up? Where did you not have a voice? Like growing up in chaos and my brother had childhood cancer. I didn't have much of a voice growing up, you know? So it's, for me, it's more about like, okay, yes, you're an empath, but how can you be empathetic with yourself? Like, where do I feel this in my body? Why is my body talking to me? You know, people have these big diagnoses and they're attached to it. They'll say my cancer, my cancer, my anxiety, my, and it's like, okay, maybe can we reframe that and call it the cancer? Or you heard me say, I have a diagnosis of celiac or a diagnosis of endometriosis. Because when you say it's mine, there's so much ownership there. You know, and when something's yours, it's kind of hard to release, you know? So I had to really look at the physical ailments and the illnesses and the diagnosis and go, wow, my body is saying something here. So. All right. You're going to freak out because Heather <laughs> and I are so in tune. 
Wayne made his way in our conversation. And before this, before I do any interviews, I always pull cards and I happen to have Gabby Bernstein's spirit junkie card deck in Mm -hmm. front of me. And one of the cards I pulled (laughs) is a Louise Hay quote. (laughs) And so she totally, and and, you know, Hmm. Louise and I have share a birthday. So I do love her and I feel connected to her. I was introduced to Louise Hay, Hay house through Louise's work in the first place. So anyway, I love her as well. And uh, her, the card says all is well, everything is working out for my highest good out of this situation. Only good will, will come. I am safe. Mm. And this is the only card in Gabby's deck. That's actually a direct quote from someone. So it's such a nod to her. And it's just so cool. <laughs> you and I do that a lot. We've done that before in sessions where we have like, we've pulled the same card or we've like, yeah. So that's amazing. It is. I think our first session together, that was like, it was just this really interesting conversation because you'd be like, oh, I worked with this numerologist and I worked with this feng shui astrologer and we have like similar healers in our lives and spirit guides i was like oh my gosh this is crazy so thank you so much i saw you were like waving your angel cards around so i was like okay maybe this is the perfect (laughs) time to pick a card for our listeners um you know we'll kind of leave them with that and then we also have to let them know how to find you obviously i'll link in like your instagram and all that good stuff in the show notes but um and in your website but yeah if there's anything else you want listeners to know about you um and how they can reach you all right let's see here i'm shuffling 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 Okay. So we have self-acceptance. And this is Kyle Gray's beautiful, the angel guide oracle. And I will look up self-acceptance. So this we're pulling for the collective. So if you are listening, hopefully this card will land for you. So this is what the guide says. You are making incredible efforts to heal and release habits and thoughts that once held you back. Take a moment to look at yourself through the loving eyes of mother, father, God, and appreciate how far you've come, all the adversity you face and the person you are today. Angels are wrapping their wings around you and encouraging you to see what they see, and they see you as perfect just the way you are. If your confidence has dropped recently or you're not feeling as positive positive as you would like, change that now by giving yourself credit where it's due. Maybe you've discovered that negative talk and thoughts aren't working for you. This is a time to try loving yourself instead. To get started, try speaking to yourself more respectfully and giving yourself more leeway and some time to change. And this goes back to what I said about how we talk about ourselves. My anxiety, my celiac, my this, my that. Maybe reframing that and speaking to yourself more lovingly, you know, detaching a little, um, the extended message of the card. When this card appears, know that you that your self-esteem and confidence have taken some knocks over the years, and you've had thoughts that are no longer serving you. But your angels want nothing more than for you to be happy and at peace, and they are drawing close now to help you restore your confidence in yourself. You have the ability to live a life that you love, and to experience that fully, you have to recognize that you are worthy of it. So take time today to realize that you are loved unconditionally, and then take small steps to loving yourself the same way. 
The outer world you experience is a mirror of the conversations you have within yourself. So align those conversations with love. What? That's beautiful. So good. And I literally, that took the words out of my mouth. I wanted to say that even just like looking at your environment that you're in, I was like, your outer world is such a beautiful, beautiful reflection of your inner world and vice versa. Mm -hmm. And so I love, that's one thing I love about feng shui. Like if you're feeling, um, turmoil in your inner world, then you can change your outer world, like your physical environment, and it will ship, make internal shifts for you and vice versa. So I kind of love that one, but mm. that was such a beautiful card. It was perfect for our entire conversation because it's totally. all about healing. Yeah. And self-care and, and making your, you know, really looking at how you talk to yourself and honoring yourself and paying attention to what what you feel and where do you feel it in your body? And are you in your body? You know, what do you need to do to get grounded and a trauma response is to leave our body. And people are like, what's that mean? Well, if you ever feel like you're sort of like up in the, you know, something's traumatic or you, you don't speak up when you feel like you should speak up, we tend to sort of like exit our body a little bit. So, you know, how's that inner dialogue looking around that too? Like, oh, I need to give myself a little more grace take off my shoes, get, get in nature, you know, put my feet on the grass or the ground or yeah. So Heather, you helped me with that. And I, it's something that I think that that's part of me being a North node Taurus. It means Mm. it doesn't necessarily come naturally to me, but I do need to be more in my body. And you tell me that every time we have a session, you're like, get barefoot and stand in the grass and get connected to mother earth and like get grounded I really do need that for my energy to like, to embody, like I, like I said, at the beginning of our conversation, I do feel that I'm this spirit having a human experience. And part of that is being in your body. Yeah. And so many of us, it's easier just to like, I could meditate all day and just kind of live in the clouds if I wanted to. I love that stuff. But being in your body is like that next step of, of healing and wholeness. And it can be beautiful. So not everyone has the gift to stay up there. I just made a little, a little, um, infographic about like, um, not everyone, not everyone can dance in the cosmos. Like, yeah, there's, we can, we can live up there. It's just, we have to just, you know, find a way to heal our nervous systems, to feel safe in our body, number one, and to just be able to connect with nature is it's a gift. Huge, yeah. huge. Well, Heather, thank you so much. Where can everybody find you? And are you still taking like virtual clients? I know you're in Florida. Are you taking in-person as well? How's that going? I do in-person solo sessions and group sessions and group breath work all um, at my studio in Tampa, Florida, or I also do virtuals as you know. (laughs) And then on Instagram, I'm Heather Radke Holistics, um, H-O-L-I-S-T-I-C-S. And I've had a little bit of a, someone cloned my account. So I'm still trying to get it down, but, um, it's still up. The clone is still up. up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. I'll be sure to mark the correct one, like yes. in there. Cause that is just, that's all like, it's getting out of control in that so social sad. media world, you know, yeah. it's like, yeah. come on. Yeah. And also a gift in a, a classroom of like, am, am I too attached to social media? Like what if this went away? Like, you know, it could just go away tomorrow. Right. <laughs> I know. Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Well, it actually, I think I, it connected us. I don't know if I would have ever met you if yeah. it weren't for the gift of social media. I know, so I, feel I am so grateful. grateful for that. You're a soul <laughs> sister for sure. You're like family. 
Oh, I love you. And I'm so excited. One day you and Alejandra and I, we will be, we will meet in person one day. Oh, it's, so, it'll be powerful. Yes. Yes. And I'm looking forward to introducing my audience to her as well. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you, Heather and listeners. I'll see you next week where I'll help you design the life you deserve. Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.